so when you're going out to take that, you know, great adventure and to do that great adventure, do everything you can to make sure that you don't lose your life or your limb or something else in the process, because then suddenly that great adventure is not going to seem so great anymore. And if you do all that, and then something still happens, then at least you will know that you did everything you could to make sure that you did not in some way purposely harm yourself or put yourself in a situation. Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast and from the blog, A Bus on a Dusty Road. Today, we're going to go a little bit off the land and we're going to go onto the water and we're going to we're going to go sailing, not really sailing, but I'm going to talk a little bit about sailing in the Philippines. And actually, some of the lessons that we can learn from some of the stories that, that I've heard there. You know, the, the Philippines is actually, if you like to sail, is a sailor's paradise in many places. It's a great place to learn to sail a sail a sailboat. There's over 7,000 islands. There's many places that you can explore. It has, it's, you know, the water's warm. There's some really nice winds. And as long as you sail in the right time of the year and you don't try to sail in the middle of a typhoon or another major storm, it really is a very pleasant place. You know, one thing about sailing in the Philippines that I've enjoyed when I went there and I actually took a course there to learn to sail in Portugalara, which is uh, basically it's right below Manila. You can get there from Manila by taking either a bus or a taxi. Then you take a little boat across and it's this really cute, you know, quaint little town, beautiful, beautiful sandy beaches, you know, really nice cove. Um, there, this is, they have a, they have a yacht club there where a lot of people go there and they, they put their boats there and the yacht club itself is really quite a fun, a fun club to go. And they've got, They've got, you know, you can take sailing courses there. You can um, take some boats out there. And it's really is, it's it's really wonderful. And it, it's, it's a great place to go because the water's warm. And you always have this wind and you have beautiful, clean, sandy beaches. You know, if you enjoy sailing and if you, if that's something you'd love to do for a holiday, I would recommend going to the Philippines. But I'm also going to, talk a little bit about the weather there. And then I'm going to talk about some cautions there and things that you all of us can learn no matter where you're going to travel in the world. And the Philippines really has beautiful scenery. Um, you know, the Philippines has basically two seasons, the Northwest Monsoon, which is from November to April each year, and the Southwest Monsoon, which is from May to October. And if you know anything about the Philippines, you know that it's one a group of islands that gets hit a lot with typhoons. And I don't know why this poor group of islands there has been devastated so many times with so many typhoons and earthquakes and other things. But the most severe typhoons are usually from April to November. I happened to go sailing in Portugalara in February, and I'd have to say for the week I was there, the weather was perfect the entire time. It was beautiful. It was sunny. It didn't rain. It was perfect, beautiful weather. It couldn't have been better. 
One of the questions a lot of people ask besides the weather, if they're looking to go sailing, and of course, if you're going to sail anywhere in the world, you need to really understand the weather and the weather patterns. And even if you're not going to sail, if you're going to go hiking, if you're going to um, decide you're going to bicycle, if you're going to go on a motorbike, you need to really understand the weather of the location you're going. You know, I've seen here in, in Vietnam, there's a lot of people that will try to, you know, bicycle down, you know, down the coast which was great, but I wouldn't do that, try to do that during their monsoon season when it's raining. And if you've ever been out on a motorcycle in the middle of the heavy, heavy rains, it can be very dangerous and extremely frightening. You know, so I think, you know, that's why you need to really look at the, you know, the, um, you know, the weather of no matter where you're going to go and where they're going to travel. You need to understand a bit about the weather. Also, the next thing would be about safety. You know, safety has always been a concern for people, especially people that may decide to do sailing in the Philippines. When I was at the Portugalara um, Yacht Club, there's a lot of talk about some sailors that went down to the Davao City in the Philippines in, in 2015. And these sailors were actually from the Portugalara Yacht Club. They had their boat up there and they decided that they were going to go down to the Davo because they needed to get their, their boat um, repaired. And the area where they were going was basically, you know, it was considered to be a relatively safe place. Um, you know, so, you know, they were just going to go down there, sort of like this long sort of weekend trip. They were going to go on the boat and then they were going to, then they were going to go, you know, they were basically going to come back, get their boat repaired, and then come back. And, and you know, and, and it was basically, it was two Canadians, a Norwegian, and one Filipino woman. And all of these guys were really, you know, they were experienced. They were, um, they were experienced sailors. And because they were experienced sailors, you know, these were guys who they'd, you know, been in the Philippines a long time. They understood about the Philippines. They understood a lot about sailing. They also felt like this area where they were going was going to be safe. So they took their um, boat down there in the middle of the night. They got woken up and they got kidnapped off their boat in the middle of the night. And uh, this was by a militant group that was um, that's based on one of the islands in the Philippines. And the group has kidnapped many different people for ransom. These four individuals spent, I think it was at least a year or longer, you know, with this militant group. And at the end of them, two of them, both two Canadians, Robert Hall and John Ridesdale, were beheaded. So they both died. The Norwegian um, that was down there was able to eventually be able to be released because there was some kind of ransom that was paid for him, as was the Filipino woman. What this says a lot to me, and I guess the warning or the reason I want to talk a little bit about this is, you know, exploring and going out and seeing the world is is a wonderful thing to do. It, it really, really is. And there's so many great things to see. And especially if you're like me, you know, you love to be in, you know, places that are remote that maybe no one else has gone or you love to be out there and you'll go and, you know, see something exciting and maybe you have this great spirit of adventure about you. But you need to really understand what you're doing and what the safety and other issues are. 
If I was going to recommend for anyone to go sailing in the Philippines, I would say you would need to know and understand this and probably wouldn't go down near this part of the Philippines where there could be a chance where maybe you would be kidnapped. Maybe, you know, maybe today it's safe. Maybe it's not safe today. You don't know. These guys thought that it was safe and obviously it wasn't. They were basically sitting ducks out there on their sailboat out there on the harbor and were, and because of it, two of them, lost their lives. And the others lost, you know, a year or longer of their life because of this ordeal and what had happened. So I think, you know, that this, the moral of this story is that when you're deciding that you're going to go travel around and you're going to travel to remote places, you need to really understand what all the risks are that are involved. One of the things that I see a lot of people want to do here in, in Vietnam in particular is to motorcycle down from Hanoi to Ho Chi Minh. And yes, it's beautiful. There's some beautiful roads down there. But I can tell you that most of the roads are two-lane roads. And there have been people that have, have lost their lives or have been severely injured because they didn't quite understand how to drive in the traffic of the roads in Vietnam. You know, you're basically on a two-lane highway where there's a lot of these big trucks and the trucks may come over into your lane. And if you're not used to driving in that kind of traffic, even if you are, it can be a very scary thing because you may be driving down by a cliff where there is no banisters or no safety guards or no railings. And if you fall over, that's it. You're gone. You're done for. These are, you know, I, I don't want to scare people away from being adventurous because believe me, I've done it throughout my life. I mean, I have been on buses where I looked down on and I kept saying like, Lord, if this bus rolls over, if this bus goes down this cliff, no one will ever know where I am. Like I will basically just be gone. I'll disappear off the face of the earth. I have been on those kind of roads. I have been on these two lane roads where suddenly a truck has come barreling up to us. And I kept saying like, oh, this is it. This is it. You know, this is this is what's going to happen, and we just barely missed it by an inch or so. I have been on those roads more times than what I care to probably have to admit. So I also understand the risks involved. And this is kind of like what I've learned from this lesson about the sailors. You know, since this time, it hasn't happened, and maybe it's safe to go down there. But on the other hand, if you are going to decide to do something like sail in the Philippines, take a motorcycle ride down along the, you know, the, the coast of Vietnam. If you're, um, you know, or going to do some other, you know, some other great travel adventure, just make sure that you fully understood all the risks and you take every single safety precaution that you can. You know, for example, if you're going to decide to take the motorcycle route ride down the coast, throughout the coast of Vietnam, I, I would make sure that you have the right type of motorcycle equipment, that you have a very good helmet, you have the roadmap, and that you first have some experience in driving on the roads in Vietnam so that you understand exactly what you are getting into. If you decide that you're going to go sailing all around the Philippines, that you really do your research, go to a place like the Portugalara Yacht Club, talk to the sailors there, find out where you should or should not go, where is it safe to go, where is it not safe to go, and then you avoid those places. You, you make sure that you don't go there, that you take all the precautions. If you're going to be on a 
bus or in a in a car that's going up a road that maybe doesn't have the guardrails and you're winding up and down mountain roads, maybe you take the precaution, you make sure that if you're going to rent a car, that you rent a car that has seatbelts. And for those of us that live in the Western world, you know, having seatbelts in a car may seem like a funny thing or seatbelts on a bus, but I can tell you there's a lot of cars in in parts of the world that don't have seatbelts or or maybe there's a seatbelt in the front seat but not a seatbelt in the back seat maybe the buses do or do not have any seatbelts you know things that we consider to be basic safety things they do not have or is not part of their life or not part of what they think about for being for being safety or being safe so when you're going out to take that, you know, great adventure and to do that great adventure, do everything you can to make sure that you don't lose your life or your limb or something else in the process, because then suddenly that great adventure is not going to seem so great anymore. And if you do all that and then something still happens, then at least you will know that you did everything you could to make sure that you did not in some way purposely harm yourself or put yourself in a situation which was not safe. Now, I am all for adventure, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm not for adventure because I am for adventures. I've been on camels in Mongolia, which was a great adventure. I stayed in New York, York there. I have, you know, been on motorcycles. I actually ride a motorcycle here in Vietnam and a bicycle, despite the fact I have ended up in the hospital once for a bike accident and once for a motorcycle accident. And I still ride a bicycle and ride a motorcycle here. But I can tell you, I am a lot more cautious. I am a lot more, you know, I've, I've learned in a way, sort of learned a hard lesson you know, so I think that, you know, it, it's not that you need to stop living your life and be afraid. I think a lot of times you need to get up back onto the motorcycle, get onto the sailboat, get onto, you know, get onto living life. I remember once when I first started riding a motorcycle here, I was such a nervous driver. And I was driving down the road here in Vietnam near um, Teho, which is a big lake, which is near my house. And there were some two Western guys coming on the motorcycle in the opposite direction. And I got so nervous. I was driving so slow that I kind of stopped the bike and I just fell over in front of them. And they were like, oh my goodness, what do we do? Can we help you up? How can we help you? And like, I was so completely embarrassed. And I went home and I said to a very good friend of mine, I said, I'm going to put my motorcycle away and I'm never going to go on it again. I'm just such a nervous driver. I don't know if I can even drive this thing. And she said to me, Anita, get back on. And it was about a week later, I got back on. And from that point on, I actually became a pretty good driver. I'm actually a pretty good motorcycle driver. But I also understand what some of the risks are. And I also understand that you you need to do everything you can to negate the risks for your own safety. I want to talk a minute about, uh, before I close here with this, a little bit, if you do happen to get into an accident or something happens, a bit about medical care. You know, make sure that you have a good insurance policy that will be able to cover you while you are in another country. The one thing you do not want to do is end up in many of the local hospitals. And most places around the world will have 
clinics for Westerners. We'll have even maybe some hospitals that might even have Western doctors. And if it's a matter of being able to save your life, you want to be able to go into that type of hospital without having to worry. Also, too, if you're not sure where to go, call your embassy. A lot of times, at least the U.S. embassy has a you know, um, throughout the world will have a place for U.S. citizens. You can actually register on one of their programs. You can, um, you should be able to call the embassy and find out, look, where would you go for a hospital or for if you had a problem? I had a friend once who got into a motorcycle accident. They were doing uh, dirt bike motorcycles in, in Sapa, Vietnam. And she started, you know, feeling really sick. And she's like, oh, so her and her husband decided to come down to Hanoi. And for some reason, they asked the taxi driver where, you know, where's the hospital, thinking the taxi driver would know the taxi driver dropped him off at the local hospital. The local hospital doctors looked at her and said, Oh, there's no problem with you. You just, you know, you you just have a little bit of some bruises and a you know bad back and that's it and send her home. And that night, she was in so much pain that finally at the hotel, they asked the hotel, they said, where would you go? And the hotel said, we would send you to the, um, you know, what, what hospital, which is known a hospital I go to quite a bit, which is a Vietnam French hospital that has French doctors. And she went into the hospital and the uh, doctor said, my goodness, your back is broken in two places. You know, so this just shows why it's important to make sure you get the proper medical care. She ended up spending at least a month or more in a hospital here in, in Vietnam under care because she had broken her back. So that is another reason why, another example of a reason why if you're traveling overseas, you know, do your homework, make sure you'll be safe. And at the same time, make sure that you understand where to get proper medical care just in case you need it. And I hope you won't, but just in case you need it, it's good for you to have this information so that you will know exactly what you need to do because it could be the difference between life and death or you being able to really walk again. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our Dusty Roads podcast and we hope that you will become part of our community, that you will, um, if you've liked what we've talked about and you, you find that it's some good advice about living, traveling, working, being part of a global community, being a global citizen, we hope that you'll give us a thumbs up, tell your friends about us, and we really, truly do appreciate you and appreciate you being part of our community. Check out our blog, which is called A Bus on a Dusty Road. Just one word, no spaces, A Bus on a Dusty Road. There's lots of other great information on there all about things to do with living your life as a global citizen. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you.